And a good uh, Tuesday evening to you. Happy Valentine's Day, meteorologist Dan Skeldon. For our weekly tidal flooding talk segment brought to you by the New Jersey Coastal Coalition, my co-host Palma Shiles will be uh, joining me quick, uh, very shortly here. Doing a little, a little early this evening on this Valentine's evening. I know um, I'm taking uh, my Valentine's, my wife Amanda and my daughters, Aubrey and Kenzie, out for a little friendlies uh, ice cream and dinner. Nothing fancy, but um, but uh, Kenzie really wanted some ice cream, so so we're heading up friendlies tonight. And I think Palma and her husband out for a uh, Valentine's dinner this evening as well. And say the last one before there, um, there arrives in just a, a couple months now. So I'm going to bring Palma in shortly, an early tidal flooding talk for you this evening where we will uh, discuss weather locally for the next week. And once again, as has been the case all winter long, there is no winter weather to discuss. But we will talk about some warm temperatures coming up. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, Palma, and uh, welcome to an early edition of Tidal Flooding Talk. Hi, Dan. Hi, everyone watching. Um, yeah, how are we doing tonight, Dan? You going out for Valentine's? I was just telling folks, uh, nothing fancy. Uh, Amanda and I had our date night a few weeks ago when we had a babysitter. Tonight, it's Friendly's. So uh, it's Friendly's uh, burger and ice cream, and, and that's more catering to my three-year-old. Uh, although Amanda and I do like a good Friendly's, uh, a Friendly's experience as well. So I'm sure you're dinner destination is probably something slightly a little more upscale than Friendly's. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Doc's Oyster House oh. tonight, awesome. um, which is great, except I can't eat the oysters, right. which is a bummer. So I'll get to watch my husband eat all the oysters. Oh, he, but, won't uh, have, yeah. he won't have them in front of you and tease you, will he? I don't know. We'll okay. see. <laughs> It is an early tidal flooding talk, though, with, with you for the next 15 minutes. Um, we'll just get this right out of the way, right off the bat. No winter weather, Palma, next seven days. I mean, nothing uh, nothing close to February-like. It's, it's 50s along the shore with sea breezes, but 60s away from the shore tomorrow and Thursday, and even Friday morning as well. There will be some wet weather late Thursday, Thursday night, and Friday morning, but chances of snow zero between now and the middle of next week. Chances of cold really basically zero between now and the middle of next week. Not every day is going to be 60, but once again, the, the winter that wasn't uh, does continue another seven days. So no coastal storms, no winter storms, no tidal flooding threats, but... Um, Snow lovers are left starved once again. Now, do you expect this trend to turn around at all before the winter is over? We got, what, about a month of winter left? You know, what, five weeks technically? Um, you know, middle of March is usually when our window, I mean, officially the calendar says usually March 20th, March 21st. And it's right about that time where our window for snow closes. Um, you know, we can get mid to late March snow, but it gets increasingly difficult. I will say there are some signs that very late next week, you know, closer to February 23rd, 24th, 25th, and then into early March, a, a more favorable pattern sets up. But this is a type of winter, and we've said this all winter, I'll believe it when I see it, uh, because the models have hinted at this before, seven, eight, nine, ten days out, and they always take it back, and we always end up mild. So so we'll see. Um, wouldn't surprise me to have a, 
have a chilly March and a stormy March. Now, that doesn't mean snow necessarily, but I, I'd be surprised if we didn't have a coastal storm in March. But we'll see. We'll take it one seven-day forecast at a time. And for this seven-day forecast, uh, very warm the next two days, a little wet late Thursday into early Friday. And then the President's Day holiday weekend. That's a big holiday weekend. It looks dry. I mean, cool and sunny on Saturday, mild and partly sunny on Sunday, increasing clouds, but even milder on Monday, President's Day. Um, it's it's a pretty uh, a pretty nice President's Day weekend. And President's Day is a weekend where we've had some pretty big winter storms, pretty big nor'easters in the past, nothing showing up this year. Right. I mean, the only major flooding event that I could think of, or moderate, was right before Christmas. And do you think that's typical for this time of year for us to have a mild winter for coastal flooding as well? Yeah, I mean, it's been mild for snow, mild for cold and mild for coastal flooding. I mean, it's been one of the easiest winters we've, we've really ever had. Um, there's actually a scale, they, 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 um, they actually have a formula and, they, and there's, a, there's a website where you can go to the winter impact scale and you have, you know, mild and easiest winter ever to extreme and hardest winter ever. And this one is like, um, you know, one of the mildest and easiest ever. You think about it, just a tiny dusting of snow. Some of us hardly saw that. And you had a couple days of cold around Christmas and like one day of cold in early February. And that is it for winter this whole year. And then not only that, you lack cold and snow. Sometimes you could have big coastal storms with rain and tidal flooding. We really haven't had that either. There was a moderate flooding around Christmas and then there was a moderate one around in January. Uh, but both, um, you know, it was like one high tide cycle, you know, no big coastal storm. It's been... Um, about as quiet as it gets on the East Coast. And again, that's good. Um, you know, we don't cheer on flooding. We don't want flooding. We don't want storms. Uh, just been a tough winter for, for uh, winter weather enthusiasts. Now, do you think New Jersey typically sees more tidal flooding than most, not including this year? Yeah, I mean, we this are- winter? You know, our director, Tom Quirk, will say, I th he thinks we're the only tidal flooding weekly show in the country. He's probably right because, you know, New Jersey sees more than really any other state um, for, for a bunch of reasons. Um, you know, anyone who lives along the ocean, anyone, you know, it's tidal flooding. So anyone who experiences tides can get tidal flooding. But, you know, on the West Coast, um, you only have storms half the year and sometimes not even that. Sometimes you know, when the West Coast is quiet, it's, uh, it's a different type of storm out there. You can get big waves and beach erosion and flooding and, and winds and that. Uh, you, you don't necessarily have all, like, a lot of the barrier islands and the tidal flooding you have on the Gulf Coast and on the East Coast. And, you know, New Jersey has huge population, huge buildup along the shore. All the barrier islands are, you know, tightly packed. We have lots of barrier islands. Not the whole shore is like that. You, you know, you go up to New England, um, uh, where I'm from, you don't really have barrier islands. You could absolutely have tidal flooding, um, but barrier islands are more susceptible. And Jersey has them, and Delaware has them, and, um, you know, Ocean City, Maryland is on a barrier island, and then the Outer Banks are barrier islands. So barrier islands are also tidal flooding magnets. Not everyone along the coast has those barrier islands. And then also, we're on the East Coast. We get nor'easters. 
you know, um, the West Coast doesn't get nor'easters. They get different types of storms, but nor'easters, hence their name, bring on northeast winds, pile up onshore winds and water into those barrier islands. So it's just our location, the makeup of our coastline, the shape of our coast. Uh, a lot of things just kind of make New Jersey the unofficial tidal flooding capital of the world. And, you know, what better place to, to have a weekly tidal flooding talk show in, is than an area that gets it, you know, more often than most. Right. And we know that coastal flooding, tidal flooding is a year round threat here. And but when do you think do we experience the most coastal flooding? What time of year? I, I would say it, it is the fall and winter. Uh, you know, it's like October, November to like March. But you said it's year round and it can happen in the summer. It can happen uh, with tropical systems. It can happen when um, you just have the, the new moon or a full moon and an onshore wind and it's bright sunshine. Uh, you can have it. So it's a year-round threat. There's a lot of different ways we can get it. The most memorable events, the most historic events, those are the ones that um, are, um, you know, due to coastal storms normally or, or, or major tropical systems. Now, do you think our residents and visitors are aware of this issue here? You know, I think, I think residents are, you know, you live in an area, you'll learn the weather. Uh, visitors, you know, second homeowners probably are, but people who just come to the shore once a week in the summer or twice a week in the summer, probably, you know, less aware, not their fault. I mean, you know, you go on vacation in Hawaii, you're not going to know Hawaii's weather patterns or about volcanoes or, or waves or, you know, you don't necessarily in one week pick up on an area's weather patterns and you know so it's it's those weekly and monthly vacationers where you know probably more likely than not that to get caught off guard if you're going to have a, a tidal flooding event on the spot the longer you live somewhere the more knowledgeable you become of the weather right and the new jersey coastal coalition has invited several people on our show in the past you know surveyors engineers insurance agents and they, our goal is really just to teach people what they can do to better prepare for, before the storm. There's things that you could do for your home, um, you know, to protect against the flood. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, and it's something we've talked about before too, forecasting it. Usually it's not a surprise, especially the big events. You know, you are going to, you know, get the big events. Like with weather forecasting, we might mess up a day where we say it's going to be sunny and it ends up cloudy, but we're not going to miss a major flooding or even a moderate flooding episode. Um, thanks. Um, uh, you know, we are, we, we are going to be on top of it. You know, sometimes it might be a little worse than expected, a little less than expected, but tidal flooding is not going to surprise you and catch you off guard. Just like a hurricane won't or a nor'easter won't. We're very good at forecasting it. So awareness is key and, and just preparation is key as well. And we can use these quiet times, these mild winters, these stormless winters to, uh, to, to better prepare, you know? I mean, it's kind of counterintuitive. People are not thinking about it when we don't get it, when when it's out of sight, out of mind. But these are the times you, you do want to prepare. You do want to knock the rust off any awareness and, and, and keep yourself sharp and in tune with preparation and, um, you know, planning for things. So don't put your guard down. Yeah, and I think, 
anyone who lives in any coastal community knows that. Same thing, Tornado Alley. Folks out there, they know tornadoes. They don't let their guard down, especially in tornado season. But tornadoes are a year-round threat, like in Kansas and Oklahoma. So they're always on top of things. You know, tidal flooding doesn't get the coverage of a big tornado outbreak. But I think Jersey residents and Delaware residents and, and people along the coast, especially who have been there for a while, who have been through Sandy and Jonas or even further back, you know, Gloria, the 44 storm or the 62 nor'easter, the longer you live somewhere, the more you respect it, the more you know about it, the more you're prepared for it. If you're just tuning in, this is Title Flooding Talk. And uh, you can, if you're watching live, you could add your comments or questions here on Facebook. And um, even though we are Title Flooding Talk, we do not see any title flooding in the near future. Right, Dan? No, we don't. And we talk all sorts of weather. You know, we always focus on tidal flooding, but we always try to give you that seven to 10 day forecast, answer any weather queries. And, and no, no flooding forecast, no tidal flooding forecast. We have some rain on the way um, late Thursday, Thursday night, Friday morning. Shouldn't come with any tidal flooding. It will be a little windy Thursday night and Friday, but they aren't the right type of winds to create tidal flooding. It's just a cold front. It's not a storm. And uh, the mild temperatures do continue. Warm the next two days, a little cooler Friday night and Saturday, and then warm again come President's Day. So um, those that, I think Sea Isle, right, has their big polar bear plunge President's Day weekend. Uh, you're jumping into the ocean, should be pretty nice. I mean, 50-something degrees um, uh, air temperature on President's Day weekend is a pretty good thing as well. And no flooding or storms to worry about either. So that's a good thing, too. I don't don't care what temperature it is. I am not jumping in the ocean in February. <laughs> yeah, I, I did the polar bear thing once, and it was up in Vermont on Lake Champlain, and they actually had to use a chainsaw to cut a hole out of the ice so we could all jump in, like a big, you know, big area where we could send waves of people to jump in. So um, uh, only time I've ever did it, it was for charity. I will never do it again. But uh, way to go, polar bears. I think Seattle has theirs this weekend. And usually uh, Stone Harbor has their shiver in March. Uh, ocean's a little bit better then, but probably still a little too cool for your liking. Well, if it's for charity, but it it just won't be made. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, as Palmer said, we are brought to you by the New Jersey Coastal Coalition. We bring you Tidal Flooding Talk every Tuesday around 7.30. Valentine's Day, we're a little early, but we will get back on track next Tuesday night at 7.30. We will see, you know, we're saying late February, like after February 24th, 23rd, 24th. Does the pattern, does winter have, I don't want to say a last gasp because it hasn't had a first gasp yet, but does winter have a little window to to give snow lovers, throw them a little bit of a bone. We will see very late February and March. That's something we'll talk about next Tuesday. And um, and we'll see if there are any storms or or if the mild, stormless, floodingless, uh, snowless winter continues. Very well could be the case. But next Tuesday, we'll, uh, we'll um, discuss once again. All right. Well, thank you, Dan. And thank you, everyone, for watching. This is Title Flooding Talk, brought to you by the New Jersey Coastal Coalition. And enjoy your uh, Doc's Oyster House dinner and have a very happy Valentine's Day. You too.